0: Hey, folks, welcome to the Catholic Coaching Podcast. My name is Matt.
1: And I'm Aaron. And
0: we are the Ingolds. We are the founders of Metanoia Catholic, and we are here to talk coaching in the Catholic world.
1: Yes, where we teach people how to become students of their interior life, and we also train and coach other Catholic coaches. So
0: we're excited to have you with us. Let's get started. Hello. Hey, folks. Welcome back. Matt and Aaron here. Yep. Let's get into it. We are going to be discussing today one of our favorite exercises in our journal. Uh, it's actually an exercise within an exercise. Mm-hmm. Exer- it's a portion of exercise five, as we call it, which is the Metanoia model, the daily Metanoia model. It's where we're taking a lot of the doo-doo thoughts that we find in our thought recon mm-hmm. in exercise four, and then we're bringing them to God to be renewed and transformed. And this is yeah. probably been, th- this exercise is where I have... My, my biggest, my biggest transformations, I would say. And I think you could probably echo that right here.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah. I would say
0: like how I just kind of walked you into that.
1: Yeah, I know. Um, I would say this piece is huge. This is where, you know, we are transformed by the renewing of our minds. And what's great about it, and so liberating about it is that it's not up to us. Yes. Section.
0: Yeah. Big time. Like there's a lot of it's it's just this is the moment where the grace is really pouring in. I mean, the the journal itself. I mean, the subtitle of the journal is seven daily exercises to renewing your mind. That's the goal is to have our mind renewed. And it's actually at this moment where like we are taking what we've got, like our broken thoughts, our broken interior life, and we're just saying, "Hey, Lord, this is what we got right now, and I need you to just have your grace flow into this right now and really transform it." And I tell you what, like, there's been moments where I've been super anxious going in and and, and been dealing with anxiety and like it's it's like the Lord just takes that away almost instantly Mm. just with this by giving me a new thought to hold on to rather than my toxic thought that I have Mm -hmm. it's like this immediate relief or there's there's fear, uh, maybe even a fear that's been sticky for a while. And I've been working on this and running it through with my daily exercises and going through my uh, my metanoid remodeling, Mm -hmm. I guess my exercise five, and then like there's a breakthrough moment that'll happen here. We're gonna share some of our breakthrough moments from Mm -hmm. our own journal experiences uh, in this. But we wanna share a little bit about just the origin of how we even came upon this exercise because this evolved uh, as as we were going through the journal and, and just kind of like prototyping it ourselves. This yes. was really something that you came up with or laid on your heart, Aaron.
1: Yeah, I would say the Holy Spirit came up with it for sure. <laughs> but um, it's a, should I just tell them what it is? It, the name of the question that we ask and we we're presenting, Matt had already kind of walked you through it. If you don't have the journal, that's okay. We highly recommend you get it. Once it's published. (laughs) Yes. Hopefully by the time you Um, listen,
0: it is published.
1: But it's, so you've presented your old doo-doo thought, let's just say. And now you want to ask the Lord for his interpretation on that thought. And I think this is just a great question to ask yourself even in prayer. Even if you're not doing the journaling, right? Like just to sit and ask the Lord Lord, what is your interpretation of mm-hmm. this scenario? Lord, what is your interpretation of this emotion that I'm feeling? Lord, what is your interpretation of this? And we, we cannot love God until we start to know him better. And we cannot know somebody until we're curious about them. And curiosity comes from asking questions. And so for us to give God this honor that he is due, it's like... The justice that we owe him, and asking him for his interpretation on things is extremely helpful in prayer, and you only benefit from it. So,
0: so he's waiting. He is waiting. So, what we have in store today, we're just going to go through the origin. We're going to get into our glory stories, and then we're going to finish up really with some practical advice for our journalers. Again, if you if you're not a journaler just yet, you can always dive in. Go to menenoycatholic.com. And you can either learn, depending on when you're listening, you could learn about getting the early notice for the pre-release of that when it goes out. Uh, We're filming this right now in uh, August of 2020. Mm -hmm. Um, Or, you know, you've listened to it and you can go to metanoicatholic.com and it's already up there and you can just purchase it right there.
1: So the origin of this exercise It started with um, something that I received from the life coach school who, like, is actually, who's trained me in being a life coach. Yeah. And they have, um, their basic tool that they they teach is the model. And I think they do an incredible job teaching it. So I always, like, refer people, like, if you want to become a model specialist, you should go there. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So we created it. We called it the metanoia model and a lot of the same precepts apply, but we call it a metanoia model because we actually invite God into the transformation of our minds.
0: Yeah, where the regular model is like, okay, we're we're being transformed by the renewing of our minds through having a new thought that comes in there. And there's certainly and it's a very practical level. Here we want to actually put on the mind of Christ. Yes. Right, as scripture says. And so that means the mind of Christ is something beyond our finite capabilities of hu- as human beings to be able to just conjure up ourselves. We have to receive that through an infused grace, mm-hmm. an infused grace. So it's very important that you're in a state of grace so that you can receive an infused grace here. Otherwise, you're just really drawing from your own strength. And so you mm-hmm. need to go to confession, go to confession, journals. <laughs> but the But putting on the mind of Christ is something... Where God is actually sharing a part of His li- His life with us, it's, His it's mind, His mind, yeah. his, his charity. Like we are res- we are partaking in the the divine life of Christ with this, which is really what grace is. So it can only come by way of grace. Now grace builds upon nature. Mm-hmm. So it's always going to be in cooperation with our reason, these new thoughts that come through the model. But Aaron, you're talking about the model. Can you just break down the components of the model here for people that don't necessarily know?
1: Yeah, so we've talked about this before in the past, but it's really when when we refer to the trajectory of a thought, that's Mm -hmm. really what it is. It's we first have a thought, then we have an emotion from that thought, and this is not just philosophically correct and theologically correct, but it's neurologically correct, right? Like we know that our emotions come from our thoughts. Mm -hmm. And then we have a behavior that comes from that emotion. Sometimes it's actually like a behavior, an action. Sometimes it's an inaction. But either way, it actually, our emotions actually create or lead to a certain behavior or
0: yeah, driver. It's like the fuel yes. for a, a, a car at yes. that point.
1: Correct. And then finally, there's the fruit or the result in your life that you've created, sometimes in collaboration with God, sometimes not. So we can see the trajectory of a thought and what that thought, when it goes through this certain, this, this pattern
0: mm-hmm. of
1: events creates in our life
0: right and so again you're doing this every single day with the journal and and these are things where it's been very helpful for me to identify the fruits in my life that I don't necessarily want and be able to trace those back reverse engineer that model back to the very thought that's at the beginning of that that's at the root of that and sometimes that's the thought or that's the thought that we want to present (laughs) to the Lord to be transformed to be to go through metanoia, to be elevated and, and, and changed here in the process. And then, and then our minds are
1: renewed and changed in the process. What's great about the model is it characterizes and it orders our interior life. Mm-hmm. And it shows where things come from and where they go. But when left to its own devices, when left alone, when, when we don't ask for the Lord's interpretation, when we don't bring him into the process— we are relying solely on our own reason and judgment, which is okay, which is actually a beautiful gift from God, mm-hmm. right? Um, and we might be ordering it that way, but but we're lacking.
0: Yeah, it's not ordered to the greatest possible good, which is God at this yes. point. And so you end up at a place of sin where you're choosing a lesser good. The scripture passage that comes to mind is... is uh, is the, the one where the, the guy, he's, he's the rich guy. It's a parable Jesus is telling. Uh, rich guy has all this stuff. He's in retirement. He builds all, he's like, what do I do? Like he builds all these barns. He's got all his leftover grain. And it says in the scripture, so he asks himself, what should I do now that I have all this stuff? <laughs> and so when we don't ask Jesus for his interpretation, when we don't ask God to come into this, we will just ask ourselves or we'll ask somebody else. We'll ask a friend perhaps. Mm-hmm. And then we're just limited on the renewal of our mind to the extent that their mind has been renewed. Mm -hmm. Sometimes their minds are just in in like just as much broken places as ours and they're just not good counselors. But here we're saying, okay, like submit yourself to the counsel of the eternal life coach and... And uh, who knows your ultimate good. The
1: source of truth itself.
0: You're going to ask the question. You're going to ask for somebody's interpretation. It might as well be the person that actually formed you knit you in your mother's womb, knew you before you even came to be.
1: So really what we do in this exercise is we ask for the Lord's interpretation specifically on the thoughts, the doo-doo thought. Yes. And we say, Lord, what do you think about this? Yes. And so... And then we wait. (laughs) But I'm actually stick around and we will be talking about practical advice because this area of this part of the journal, which is so central to the journal in the transformation that happens through journaling, this part. Is sometimes the most difficult for people, so we do have some practical advice. Matt, do you want to share a story from your own life?
0: Well, sure. I'll, I'll, I want to get into that. There's, there's one thing I kind of wanted to share on the origin story here too. And, and Aaron, like I said, this Lord, what's your interpretation question? And sorry, guys, like I, it's a fasting day, and so <laughs> like, like my stomach is growling right now. So if you hear this in the background, that's just my. It's is my
1: his stomach.
0: That's backdoor brag. I'm so holy. I'm fasting. But anyways, so so um.
1: You just lost all of the merit.
0: All the merit gone, <laughs> gone. Lord, what's your interpretation of my
1: <laughs> bragging of about my of my fasting. boasting?
0: Um, we started out not having this question in there, folks. It, it was really like okay. At this point, take a look. At, it was a very very reason based way, which is still good. Like. The, the goal of it was to be very deliberate about the thoughts that we were allowing into our minds and deliberately choose those. And it was identifying those areas where we were defaulting to something that was leading us to a place of destruction or a place where we didn't really like the fruits. And so initially, we didn't even have this, this question in between. And But what we started to find was sometimes as we would kind of meditate a little bit or just start, yeah, really meditate on, on a new thought or discern a new thought, Sometimes scripture verses would come to mind and I was thinking to myself, man, that was just so appropriate. And finally I think Erin at some point you said, yeah, I just started asking this question, Lord, what's your interpretation? And she like we didn't have a spot in the journal for it, and so she was just like writing that in the margins. Mm-hmm. And uh and now like eventually it was just like, oh my gosh, it just makes so much sense to deliberately invite Jesus into this place and so we went there we haven't turned back and in fact we've actually in a new journal we've expanded more space to be deliberate with that so as far as some glory stories for me personally aaron keeps yelling at me for leaning away from our He's one like all, microphone
1: all over the place. we're gonna
0: get two we're gonna get two microphones <laughs> at some point here folks so um an area where i went through this this transformation i actually use this as an example in the um in the journal itself was, I had some really rough thoughts about finances. There was a lot of guilt about even like uh, making money. There was a lot of guilt around um, my lack of money, my lack of, of, of financial provision, and there was a lot of thoughts in there that were really self-deprecating. For example, I'd be like, okay, I, I, or, or there'd be thoughts like, "I have, it's all on me. God's mm-hmm. not gonna show up. Um, I need, to, I need to work more hours. Why doesn't my wife totally understand that I'm doing this for her? It's not for me. Secret that was for me. I kind of realized that later on. But like it, there was a lot of thoughts just about my finances. I never have enough money. Um, I don't even know what enough money looks like. If somebody said, well, at what point would you feel comfortable? Like I, I wouldn't be able to tell them even a number. So it was very nebulous and it was very toxic. And I didn't even recognize – Really, that at the core of this, this was really a a lack of um, a lack of trusting God's provision. I didn't see it that way, um, and so when I put in my my disintegrated thought, what we call that that broken thought, where I just looked at my recon, I said, "Okay, this is the one that seems to be the most toxic," and it was this thought that it's all on me. It's all on me, and um, the emotion that came forth from that was was fear and how I showed up, my behaviors then from that place of fear was I would think about finances a lot. I would avoid doing my budget. I would avoid actually keeping track of my finances because I didn't like looking at them and being reminded of the lack that I had. But then I would kind of do some like comfort buying of stuff where I wouldn't really have any sort of discretion as to the food that we we're buying or if I mm-hmm. wanted something. So I'd actually like spend... I, I wouldn't really spend very prudently. and the result would be like, yeah, like I, I don't have enough like mm-hmm. ultimately. Um, and I'm not it's, it's all on my sh- it's all on my shoulders, but like I, th- that was it. Like there was just no limit to it and God's not God's not providing. I wasn't even asking God for his provision. I was a lot like the the older son that was just like in the, in the story of the prodigal son, that like his brother comes home and there's a big party going on. And he's just like, man, like you never give anything to me. And like super resentful. And, and the father's just like, all you got to do is ask. All yeah. this stuff is yours.
1: See, I wouldn't even thought that the emotion was fear. I would have thought it was resentment.
0: It, yeah, I would it was, have
1: assumed that. Well,
0: but. yeah, it was a fear because it was just like, man, like I, if it's all on me, then yeah, and I don't know what, what I'm doing. I don't, I've been going at this for years and I haven't really... There's been no, there's been no change or anything like. That. So like, when I brought this to God, and I said, "Lord, what's your, inter- what's your interpretation?" The scripture that came to mind was from Matthew, and I think it's Matthew eight, um, but I, I can't recall exactly. But it's the it's a scripture, and you had me, uh, like my script, so to speak, was to read the scripture again and again and again. Is, you know, ha- how many amongst you would, if you're, if you're If your kid asked for bread, would give a stone. Or if asked for a fish, would give a scorpion. If you were evil, know how to give good things to your children. How much more will your father give good things to those who ask of him? Mm. And I love that piece. Like, give good things to those who ask of him. And it really revealed to me that the problem that I was dealing with was not so much on like i needed to make more money the problem that i was dealing with was that i didn't trust that god was going to provide for me that was it and all of a sudden this this putting on this scripture this mind of christ literally the words of christ and having that be the new thought that the god was giving me to meditate on that was something that really changed started to to change And, and for the next couple of days what i did with this actually was I read the scripture twice a day to the mm. point where I could memorize it and I could actually call upon it, but it was something where I would deliberately think this scripture. This is the beauty of being able to me- memorize some scriptures because in these moments you can actually draw your imagination, you can summon up these scriptures from your memory mm-hmm. and it's the revealed word of God that now is going into your imagination and now that's some of the stuff that you're really starting to think about and ruminate on. And when we start to ruminate and think upon those higher things, it starts to really, as St. Aquinas would say, starts to really elevate and ennobleize a lot of our lower faculties. Um, and actually starts to renew our minds, like transforms us by the renewing of our minds. So mm-hmm. that was a really transformative experience for me. And I can tell you what, I, I'm in a place right now where there's just a lot of I'm more fiscally responsible, and I'm Prudent. I mean, we do our budget meeting every month now, um, and we know where our finances are.
1: But I would say there's just so much more freedom. Like we can actually enter the
0: conversation without it being an altercation between the two of us. Got a little chopper going on in the background here. Mm -hmm. So, what about you, Aaron? What's something? What's a transformative one for you?
1: Um, Well, the Lord has been so good to me. I, I get into these sticky mindsets and usually that's evidence of it, maybe a wound that needs to be healed. But it's so interesting because he can heal it. Like I've been finding freedom and healing through these, like through this incremental thought work on this stuff. Just applying truth, like you were saying, applying that script, like that prescription, mm-hmm. literally, to your mind.
0: From the divine physician himself.
1: Right. So, I keep bringing forth, I keep showing up in my life with an emotion of inadequacy. Um, in the fall, upcoming, we we are going to be opening um, a Metanoia Catholic Academy where we teach other Catholic coaches. And You guys, the amount of mind drama going into this myself, just like, who do you think you are? You're not even, you know, a good coach. There's so much stuff that you don't know and, you know, all the words, all the lies um, and some truths actually too. But um, so inadequacy keeps coming up and I'll just share the most recent one. And it was kind of a breakthrough. I was just telling my spiritual director about this last night. But months of this, of this kind of mental harassment um, that I was kind of allowing on myself, even. Um, Last, it was a couple of days ago, the gospel was Peter walking on the water. And um, the Lord has always spoken to me in pictures You know, words are helpful, but pictures are so much more powerful to me.
0: Now, Father Ribbenture actually will say that that's a sign of intelligence.
1: See, see, look how smart I am. (laughs) That just fixed me. No, I'm just kidding. So, well, thank you. But that pictures are very powerful to me. So, um, this... Um, it was it was Peter walking on the water, right? And he comes out and he's like, "Lord, tell me to come, you know, like uh, so I can walk on the water with you. And I always am really related to Peter. He um, is very zealous and excited and, you know, like just Led wants- by emotions. Yes. <laughs> so I can Passionate. really relate to Peter. And really has great intentions, but the follow through is meh you know so here he is walking on the water and literally like walking on water like scientifically like doing the impossible and has he's already doing it you know it's not just like it's his first step and then he doubts
0: he's very aware that yes. he's walking on water
1: and the minute he takes his eyes off christ he starts looking around at all of the waves and they kind of are the lies and the doubts that he thinks about himself. So I'm putting myself in this in this place. And and I just look up at Christ and the Lord is like in so many words is like, I think you know your problem. I think you you know that you're thinking about yourself too much here. Mm. And it was so convicting, not at all condemning um, it was, it was freeing, actually. <laughs> it was like, it was like, oh, you mean I don't have to, like, keep thinking about myself and my own inadequacies and my own limitations? Like, all I have to do is look at you? That's it? That's great news. I'm not saying like, but like, it's also hard to do when you're in the habit of thinking about yourself, you mm-hmm. know, because we are fallen and, you know creatures of concupiscence, but it, it was so, it was free. And so I knew it was his voice and that's how I always know there is a shift that happens and there's freedom where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. And so that whole, it was, I heard his voice there mm. and that was the Lord's interpretation on this. It was just kind of like, aren't you tired of, of doing this.
0: Yeah. The the way that Jesus shows up in the gospels and when he's having a conversation with people, have you ever noticed sometimes they'll ask a question and then he'll just respond with a question or they'll say something and he'll respond with a question and he, or he'll respond in a way that's, it's, it seems like it doesn't really fit the question or the, the statement that came before it. But what he's doing is he's actually responding to the very heart of the matter. Yes. Behind what they're saying. I don't have a really good, solid example of it right now. Well, I
1: think that's what just happened to me. It's like when he's like, aren't you tired of doing this? And I'm like, Matt, you know me. Like the last thing I want to expend is excessive energy. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and he spoke right to my heart. I was realizing all of this energy that I was using to just like I was using so much energy by being like I'm so incapable I'm so incapable it was like driving with with the parking brake on yeah. you know
0: you think about the way that the demons work in this and and we've been doing a lot of research on through Father Chad Ripperger um who's I don't a, know if a, that's how exorcist. we say his name Ripperger, Ripper, Ripper Ripperger
1: Yeah, we don't know. All
0: right. Anyways, but he he speaks how uh the demons have a a principle, and it's this: anything but God, anything but God. Mm-hmm. And so, the more that you can, uh, that the demons can convince you to start thinking about yourself, even if it's reflecting on your own vice and your own areas of weakness and where you need to grow, that's time and energy not spent focusing on God.
1: Yeah, I think you bring up an important point because scrupulosity falls into that. category. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yep. and some people are prone to that scrupulosity. Some people the the the, the melancholics, mm-hmm. right? They just have this perfectionist attitude. And if you're a melancholic, I've got I'm part melancholic, I'm more choleric and secondary melancholic, but you'll of just the personality types there, but some people are a little bit more prone to those scrupulosity and the and ruminations. Mhm. But again, that is, and it shrouds itself in something very pretty. It shrouds itself in a humility, but the reality of it is, you're not thinking about God. That's it. Like, you're not thinking about mm-hmm. God. You're thinking and,
1: about yourself too much. And this was yeah. even
0: something where you're relying on yourself too much. And this was even something in the beginning where the journal was not, was still being perfected uh, when, when we didn't have this, Lord, what's your interpretation is something that was deliberately there. We were, in some cases, like the rich man that was just asking himself, Oh, what should I do in this situation? And we're self-consulting at that place, at, at that point. And if we're not necessarily a good state of grace at that point, that's a terrible thing to do Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Because it's not simple to consult yourself no. and use your reason. Right. Right? In fact, I think the Lord would say, like, no, I want you to use your reason. That's why I gave it to you. However, if you're cut off from truth itself because you need to go to confession or... Yeah. Like you're not going to be good counsel to yourself. Like, yeah, maybe you should not do that.
0: Yeah, there are are no infused graces that are coming at that point. So when I say infused graces, like these are the graces that God is giving you when you're in a state of grace and you're open to graces. Like when you're not in a state of grace, you're not predisposed to be receiving graces. And so that's why God withholds them at that point because you're not able to even receive them. And so step one, even before you go out and get the journals, go to confession folks, if you haven't got it yet. But know this, if you're not in the state of grace, this is going to be, uh, exercise five is going to be, you're not going to be able to receive the graces, which is what Aaron and I have just been sharing. These words that are coming are a grace. They're God sharing his own life, his own knowledge of himself with us so that we can we can take that in and be transformed and image him more perfectly by the renewing of our mind, being transformed to image here. That transformation is where we're now starting to image God more, right? And that's what grace is, especially the sanctifying grace. It actually- Matt really wants to do
1: a podcast on grace. I do. I, I do. We'll like, do our next one on grace. <laughs> well, I'm,
0: all I'm t- it's it's, it's an it's important piece here is, is that you're, you're in the state of grace or else it's not going to be effective. Yeah. Okay. If you want to jump into some of the practical advice, other than go to confession, that's yes. step one for this Yeah, I would say 100%
1: advice. go to confession. Clean up your soul. Like, it, Matt's talking about grace. Grace literally makes you smarter, too.
0: Yeah. Sin makes you dumber. Yes. Grace makes you smarter.
1: Yes. Layman's terms. So, number one, what I would say is, well, go to confession is number one. Number two is... Um, in this in this section, when you are actually asking for the Lord's interpretation, a lot of people get hung up because they're like, What if I don't hear God's voice? And part of that is just not, not creating the habit of, of sitting in silence mm-hmm. and like waiting on God. But when you ask him, Lord, what is your interpretation? And you are disposed to this, mm-hmm. right? Um, through sanctifying grace, you like, he's going to speak to you. So I always say if you are not in the habit of being in silence, and you kind of, when you are in silence, you find that you distract yourself, you start ruminating on yourself, maybe become more self focused. I would highly recommend you read something, read the gospel, the daily gospel. Mm-hmm. A devotional or listen to um, some kind of uh, gospel meditation. We love the Hollow app. That's H A L L O W. And it's an app and it takes you through Lexio Divina, the daily readings, all of the good stuff. Um, So listen to something or read something. And, and then kind of slowly work up that ability to be in silence and listen for the Lord.
0: Yeah. So the goal here is meditation, folks. Mm-hmm. Like this is a meditative exercise. Lord, what's your interpretation? And something that helps for me also is when I look at my disintegrated thought and I my disintegrated model and I see, like I asked a question, okay, what's the vice that's being per- perpetuated through this? What's the vice that's coming out in my fruit line of my my ultimate result I'm getting. And then if I identify that vice, what I like to think of is like, okay, what's the opposing virtue that's there? Because maybe it's like, okay, the, then I, I can overcome this vice by growing in this virtue over here. And then I like to think of, okay, how is that virtue revealed by God, revealed somewhere in scripture? So for example, um, you know, the, the vice I had in my uh, model that I shared was was like this ungodly self-reliance or this thought that I had to earn the Father's love. And so a counter virtue to that would be like, okay, maybe I focus on God's tender fatherly nature or I focus on his, I focus on his generosity mm-hmm. or what's a scripture that shows this? And maybe that's, that's a place where you can pick that scripture out and just start to do a little Lectio Divina or meditation on that. Because ultimately the goal, that can start to usher us in that direction of the opposing virtue, which is really part of the transformation. of That metanoia, it's a turning. Metanoia is a term also that means to turn from one way to another, almost like a 180 degree about face that you're making.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the third thing that you can do is know how the Lord speaks to you. Yeah. And I, I shared with you all, earlier about how he speaks to me in pictures um sometimes we don't know how god speaks to us and so like maybe in the past if i didn't know that he spoke to me in pictures like i would kind of you know have a have a an agenda of what i think how the lord should be speaking to me like in words or a big booming voice or whatever but like really start to kind of become um, aware of how the Lord speaks to you. And I think a great indicator of how he speaks to you is your learning style. So like if you know what your learning style is, like if you're an audible learner, if you are a visual learner, whatever, like that is probably an indicator of how the Lord speaks to you.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he typically does not deviate.
1: Yeah. and then And then the fourth thing is I always tell people this when they're like, I don't know if it's my voice or God's voice here. I always say, just write it down. Mm-hmm. Write it down first and then go back and discern. And like you you will start to recognize the times where um something pierces your heart. Or yes, that seems right, or wow, I don't think I could have thought of that myself, you know that's how you start to pick out where the Lord has been speaking to you. A lot of the other stuff could be you just talking, but I always do that just to get, get rolling, you Mm -hmm. know, and Mm -hmm. then the Lord kind of usually comes in and like blows my mind. Yeah.
0: Another piece, a bonus, uh, a bonus tip here as well for uh, I guess our fifth tip, um, is, is when you do kind of enter that place of meditation and you're not hearing something. And so sometimes the Lord just really shows up and he is quiet. And I know you said, Aaron, before that like the Lord always speaks, but he can speak through his silence sometimes as well. And in those moments, that's when I, I, I hear the Lord kind of what he's saying is, Matt, you have the ability, the reason to be able to reason your way to something new here, to be, yes. a trans- tra- to be transformed. Yeah, so,
1: like you have all of the tools, all of the yeah, raw material. So
0: God's just like, hey, you know what? Like I'm going to make you work for this one, like out of – for your own good. Like I want you to get str- – mm-hmm. I want you to strengthen your reasoning muscle with this. And so, so like you've got what it takes just – Go ahead and like apply the gifts that I've given you already and come up with a new thought that you want to have, and then deliberately to, that you can deliberately choose going forward, yes, yeah, that's even kind of transitions into like uh aquinas or not Aquinas, but Ignatian's third mode of discernment, where mm-hmm. you know you don't really have these nice consolations that you're are leading you down a path, but you're just really falling back on some some reasoning steps you're yeah. falling back on your own reason,
1: yeah, so um. We'll just leave you guys with that, and there's, it's a great question to ask. Lord, what is your interpretation? All the time in prayer. It doesn't always have to be doing our journal, but you should do our journal. Yeah. I'm just kidding.
0: There's that word, should. Yeah. Really yeah. consider doing it. I'm telling you what, folks, it's been it's been very fruitful in our lives, and it's just a very practical—we we want to do—everything we do at Metanoid Catholic is practical. Yeah. And so, like, if you find yourself where you're like, okay, I feel an- anxious and I don't know why, or I'm struggling with depression, um, and and I can't, I'm can't necessarily take captive some of these thoughts that I continue to ruminate on, or I'm angry or resentful, or I've got some, you know, I'm showing up, I've got a lot of baggage that I'm throwing on my spouse or my boyfriend or my girlfriend, mm-hmm. and we keep getting in these arguments. A lot of these things are fruits of just an uncultivated interior life. Mm-hmm. We like to say, say that like, we're handing you like a hoe and a garden rake with mm-hmm. this journal to really till the soil of your interior life so you can identify those rocks, remove those and then open yourself up to just receive the divine seed of truth to bear great fruits in your life.
1: Yeah. So if you guys like what you hear we ask you to subscribe to our podcast, share it Write a review. We love hearing what you think. And yeah, and just stay tuned for our next one.
0: All right, guys. Take care. God bless. Bye. Hey, folks. Thanks so much for being with us. If you want to learn more about Metanoia Catholic and how to get coaching with us, go to metanoiacatholic.com. That's M-E-T-A-N-O-I-A catholic.com.